Welcome to the I Have ADHD podcast, where it's all about education, encouragement, and coaching for adults with ADHD. I'm your host, Kristen Carter, and I have ADHD. Let's chat about the frustrations, humor, and challenges of adulting, relationships, working, and achieving with this neurodevelopmental disorder. I'll help you understand your unique brain, unlock your potential, and move from point A to point B. Hello, hello, what is up? This is Kristen Carter, and you are listening to the I Have ADHD podcast. This is a bonus episode. I am medicated. I am caffeinated. I'm a little fuzzy today, but I am ready to roll. Do you ever have one of those days where you just feel like you're operating maybe like inside of a dream? I feel like I'm floating today, super fuzzy, but still here with you because I know exactly what is essential for me to be doing, and it is this podcast. I am reading Greg McEwen's book, Essentialism, for the second time. Uh, The last time I read it, I think it was like 2019. Anyway, it is so freaking good. I cannot even begin to describe to you how much it has influenced my life, my business, all of the things. And the premise of the book is that if we truly commit ourselves to what is essential, we will be much more fulfilled and be much more successful. Now, it struck me this second time around reading this book that this is one of the keys to being inconsistent and successful. Now, I'm going to kick right now. I'm sure many of you know I am hyper-focusing on this concept that you don't have to be consistent in order to be successful. Now, so many experts out there tell us that consistency is key. It is the key to success, but I honestly think that's BS, which is good. It's very good news for us, right? Because consistency is hard to come by for an adult with ADHD. And if consistency was the key to success, uh, we'd be kind of screwed. You know what I'm saying? We'd be kind of screwed. So in the last few episodes and most of my social media stuff right now and my emails, oh my gosh, I'm just obsessed. And I just keep saying that inconsistency isn't a problem. It's not. You can be inconsistent and successful. And today on this episode, we're going to talk a lot about how, like exactly how does one become successful even though they're inconsistent? Like if consistency isn't the key to success, then what is? One of the major pillars of success for an ADHD is persistence. And I've talked about being persistent a ton up in here, you know, like a ton. So I'm not going to revisit it on this episode today. Because on today's episode, what we're going to talk about is what I would consider like the second pillar of success, which is this, become an essentialist. Now, an essentialist, as defined by Greg McEwen in his book, Essentialism, is someone who knows exactly what is vital for success, exactly what is key, exactly what is the thing, right? An essentialist isn't bothered by good things. They don't spend their energy doing a lot of good things. He or she only focuses on the best and most important things. Now, as someone with ADHD, 
This takes a special amount of effort and care because ADHDers are highly distractible, obviously, and we struggle to identify priorities. Like that is one of the key facets of our ADHD brain is we really struggle to determine what is most important. And not only that, but we carry around a lot of trauma-related coping mechanisms, which means that a lot of us are people pleasers. Uh, Yeah, a lot of us are people pleasers. And so we feel the need to make up for the areas that we lack, right? So we start making up for our deficiencies, or I'm doing air quotes, you can't see me right now, which this happens all the time. We start making up for our deficiencies. We end up saying yes to too many things and overcommitting and really giving away our time and energy to things that are non-essential because we think that it's going to make up for the fact that we are late, we are quote-unquote lazy, we are quote-unquote unreliable, etc., etc., right? But all of that being said, becoming someone who can thoughtfully define what is most essential eliminate what is non-essential, and then inconsistently and irregularly make gains on those things that are most essential, that's the key to success, right? Persistently making irregular gains on what is most essential, and you will be successful, no problem. Now, why am I talking about this right now? Like, why the bonus episode? The reason why this matters, that I share this with you today, is because I'm teaching a five-day training for ADHD entrepreneurs on how to be inconsistent and successful. And if you are an ADHD entrepreneur, I want you to know that this training is essential. It begins in just a few days. On Monday, July 12th, it will impact the trajectory of your business. And if you aren't available next week for the live classes, it's no problem. You should still sign up because you'll have lifetime access to the worksheets and the video replays. I'm going to take you by the hand and teach you everything I know about defining what is essential for your business and making that as effortless as possible to execute. One thing that I've forgotten to mention And I'm just like kicking myself, but I'm going to say it now. I've forgotten to mention that everyone who signs up for the course will automatically receive a $49 credit to use toward their first month's membership in Focused, if you want to, if you choose to. So if you've been wanting to try out my coaching, my teaching, you can do it for $49. And if you love it, you can join Focused for continued support and use the $49 credit toward your first month's membership. That literally takes 25% off your first month, which is huge. I'm so excited about that part. And I'm like, ah, so annoyed that I've forgotten to mention it previously. But you know what? Inconsistencies are not the end of the world. Forgetting an important detail, not the end of the world. I have remembered to tell you what is most essential. So anyhow, of course you can sign up on my website. Of course you can multitask and go there right now. I have ADHD.com to sign up while you listen to the rest of this episode. So if something is essential, it's extremely important. It's absolutely necessary. What I notice is that most ADHDers spend like 90% of their time and energy on non-essential activities. 
and ADHD entrepreneurs especially, spend most of their time and energy exerting their brain power on things that don't actually move the needle of their business forward, as in increase revenue, right? Like that's the whole point of business. Now, I noticed this with myself most in my second company, which was my tutoring business. I would get to work and I would be busy, but I would realize at the end of the day that I hadn't made any sales and I hadn't done anything to make offers or get the word out there about our services. I I felt like I was at the center of this bicycle wheel. I want you to picture it with me, okay? So picture a bicycle, I was at the center and my energy was divided among like 50 different spokes. And each of those spokes seemed important, but it didn't go very far, right? The spokes were locked in by the tire. Are you picturing it? A bicycle tire, right? And so then the tire would just spin and spin and spin and spin. And at the end of a week or a month, I was exhausted, but there wasn't a significant change in revenue. I was constantly frustrated because I was working. I was trying. I was expending my energy, but I wasn't seeing consistent growth in the company. And now I'm in my third company after 17 years of entrepreneurship, and I've boiled down my duties to what is most essential. And I literally only focus on those things, or at least I keep bringing my brain back to those things. So of course I wander Of course, I was on Instagram this morning. Of course, I was researching podcast stats this morning. Of course, I was bookmarking the chartable (laughs) chart so that I could like track where this podcast ranks. Right now, it's number 38 on the mental health charts. Like that doesn't suck. So like, of course, I was doing all of that non-essential stuff, but I kept bringing my brain back to what is most essential. And that is only three things for me. There are three things that are essential for me in my business. Number one, podcasting. I used to think of podcasting as a chore. I used to think of it as something that was just like, I mean, you guys, if you're longtime listeners, you've heard the drama around podcasting. But now I realize that this podcast is the most essential thing in my business. I prioritize it. I think about it. I treat it with care, right? Coaching is the number two thing. I love to do it. It's amazing. And then ideas, like generating new ideas is number three. So that's it. I've got three things. I've even handed over leading my team to a director of operations because that's not exactly essential for me to do. It's just really not. She can do it and she can probably do it a whole lot better than I can. Shout out to Felicia. I love you. Okay. So anyway, podcasting, coaching, and idea creation are the three things that I do really well that no one else on my team can do, right? So I spend 90% of my time and energy on three things, podcasting, coaching, idea creation, which is why today, even though I'm fuzzy, I'm showing up to you right here, right now with this podcast, because I know it's an essential part of my company. I'm not going to write any emails. I'm not going to communicate much with my team. I'm not going to worry about customer service. I'm not going to be on social media. I mean, like for work, I was for fun, but I'm not going to do it for work, right? Those things are good. They're great. They're important in my business, but they are not what is most essential for me to be doing. 
I wonder if you are one of those ADHDers who spend like 90% of your time on things that are not really essential. Good things, important things, but not essential things. And only 10% of your time on what's so extremely vitally important, right? And so you're expending 100% of your energy, but only advancing by like 10%. Just because something is good doesn't mean it's essential. Something is essential if it gives you measured progress toward your desired outcome. So if your goal is to be able to run five miles without stopping, it's essential to run. That's the only thing that's essential. Now, your brain will say like, hey, listen, it's really important that you purchase the correct shoes and the correct outfit. Of course, you need to look cute. And you got to wait for the right weather. It's got to be like nice out, good temperature, sunny. And you should probably find like a running buddy or somebody to hold you accountable. And you should download this app on your phone to track your time and make sure you eat the right foods and get the right amount of sleep, blah, blah, blah. All of that is simply energy spent, but it's energy not spent on running. All of those these things, all of those things that seem important, that seem good, they take energy from you, energy that could be used running, right? Getting to your goal. If you want to build up the stamina to running five miles straight, you've just got to run. It's all you have to do right? So if your goal is to write a book, what is essential is to write. Now, your brain might offer to you like, hey, it's important to research and we need to read these 10 other books and we should purchase the right equipment and maybe a, like probably a new laptop, right? Or, or this other special typewriter type thing and wait for the right mood and we should interview people and have coffee with other authors, create the perfect writing nook in your home or your office and have the ambiance set just so. But all of that is sucking your energy. It is non-essential. It's not moving the needle forward. If you want to write a book, what moves the needle forward is to write. The non-essentialist thinks everything is important. If you're a non-essentialist, you're probably exhausted, you probably feel overly busy, but underproductive. Over busy, but underproductive. Now, the essentialist knows that only a few things really matter. And so an essentialist will channel all of their energy into doing those few things, right? And the impact that an essentialist can make is significant, even if they're doing it inconsistently. Ask me how I know. If you can figure out what is most essential, you can do it inconsistently and irregularly. But if you do it persistently, you will make so much progress. So how do you become an essentialist? Well, first, I think the first step is like, believing this concept in theory. Like that, if you're struggling with this, right? The first step is like, believe it in theory. Start to play with the idea that maybe focusing on just one or two or three things might get you much closer to your goal than focusing on like 15 or 20 things. So adding in like 
it's possible thoughts or I see Kristen doing it or I see other people doing it, that might be really helpful to you. And bonus points, if you can figure out like 10 examples of people who are essentialists, who know exactly what is vital and they only do those few things. And Next, if you're ready, figure out what are the few things for you that are the most important? What are the few things that are essential, that are vital, the, the, the one or two things that change everything, that move the needle forward? Remember, if your goal is to run, then running is essential. So ask yourself, what is the thing that matters most? Ask yourself, what one thing would change everything. If your goal is to write a book, then writing is essential, right? What are the few things that are 100% essential for your specific goal? This is a great place to ask for help. So if you're like, I don't know, this is too hard. I get it. I get it. If you're confused, ask for help. If you feel like you don't know how, ask for help. There's no shame in eliciting the help of a therapist or a coach. I have both a therapist and a coach, and I ask my best friends and my sisters for help all of the time. Okay, so you've defined what is essential for you to move forward with your goals, and then you must be willing to say no a lot. You have to be willing to eliminate everything that is non-essential. And it can be really uncomfortable. I know, I totally know. I have a whole podcast episode on it. It's extremely uncomfortable to say no sometimes, especially for those of us who are people pleasers. But it is so important that once you start to identify non-essential activities, that you say no to them. Be willing to cut your losses. Understand that pleasing everyone is really pleasing no one, least of all yourself. And as an essentialist, now I say no to most things. I say no to most opportunities. I say no to most requests, good opportunities and good requests, right? Things that might have been fun, Uh, but (laughs) both socially and professionally, no is one of my most favorite and most valued words. This is because I know exactly who is essential in my personal life and what is essential in my professional life. And lastly, like you're just going to have to be a little bit more stingy with your energy. Imagine that bicycle wheel. Imagine all of the spokes going outward and each spoke is a portion of your energy. And one of those spokes is the most essential thing for the day. But because you are spending so much energy on all 49 other spokes, you only have a little bit, maybe 10% of energy left to give to that most essential activity. Each activity you do, each email you write, each phone call you make, each text message that you send, it's it's one of those spokes on the wheel, and the wheel is just spinning and spinning and spinning. But if you're vigilant in your commitment to give energy only to what's most essential, realizing that your energy is not limitless, 
then you will be able to focus on that one most important spoke. And listen, then your energy is not going to look like a bicycle wheel that is just spinning and spinning and spinning, where everything is given the same amount of energy, the things that are non-essential and the things that are essential. Instead, you will look like a skyscraper with an elevator in there and you're just like soaring up to the top because you are giving 90% of your energy to what is the most essential thing. And even though you are doing that irregularly, even though you are doing that inconsistently, you are still persistent in what is most essential. My friends, if we're going to be inconsistent and successful, we must become essentialists. We must identify what is most important and commit ourselves only to that. And I know this is hard for us with ADHD. I get it. I'm living it. (laughs) That doesn't mean we don't try. It doesn't mean that we don't implement support. It doesn't mean that we don't take it seriously. Rather, on the contrary, it means that we do take our ADHD so seriously. We take our meds, we drink our water, we we set alarms so that we can remember to eat. We have intentional executive sessions with ourselves. We go to therapy, we hire coaches, we elicit the help of best friends and assistants and whoever it might take to help us to reach our goals. I beg you, my friend, determine what is essential for you to reach your goal and give 90% of your energy to that you will be shocked at the results that you can create for yourself, even though you are inconsistent and irregular. Next week's class, The Inconsistent Entrepreneur, will walk you ADHD entrepreneurs through the process of determining what is essential in your business right now. And this, my friends, is one of the key secrets to being successfully inconsistent. If you're an essentialist, You can be inconsistent and successful. Sign up on my website, IHaveADHD.com, and I'll see you in just a couple of days for the live course. I can't wait. I'll see you there.